All right, let's begin. Tonight I'm going to tell a story about a man and he was swallowed by a big fish. And this story is found in the Bible. You see, the Bible is amazing. It's full of stories. Lots of stories about lots of men and women that did incredible things. And even it tells us, boys and girls, where we came from and how we were made. And this picture is called the Blue Marble. And I, it's one of my most favorite pictures because it was taken by the Apollo 17 spacemen in 1972 and it was the first picture ever taken of Earth in its entirety. <coughs> now, they did take one in 1964 and it was called Earthrise. And you get into the whole science thing. But in 1972, they took this picture and they named it the Blue Marble. And you can see how wonderful our Earth is. You see the North Pole, you see the South Pole, you see the seas, you see the land, you see the clouds, you see everything. But how were we made? Well, God made the world in six days. Because in the first day, he made uh, the light. Uh, and he created the light. And in the second day, he created the atmosphere, or in the Bible, talks about the firmament. And see that blue line there, just in that picture? That is really the atmosphere. And it's very thin, but it protects us from a lot of things. Also, on the third day, he made dry ground and plants. And then on the fourth day, he made the sun, moon, and the stars. And he made the lights to rule the night and day. And he, he, calls the, he also made the smaller lights, which he calls uh, the stars. And you see, God did all these things. He just spoke them into existence. On the fifth day, he made birds and sea creatures, which is where our story's going to begin. He made birds and sea creatures, birds that fly across the sky and sea creatures that live in the water. And it says in the Bible, in Genesis uh, in the book of Genesis, and God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly, and their kind, and every winged fowl after its kind. And God saw that it was good. You see, God created the world, and it was good. And God said so. Every time he made something, the light, he said it was good. Every time he made the stars, he said it was good, because it was good. But on the fifth day, when God spoke those words, he spoke in the existence, birds, and fish. The little bird, the little hummingbird that flies around. It flies back and forth. It was made on the fifth day. Its wings, they beat so, so fast that they beat, the wings beat sorry, between 60 and 90 beats per second. So fast that they make a humming sound. Amazing. And he also made the giant wheels. Something so small, but something so large. Whenever I was learning about this story for tonight, I learned that in a blue wheel, which is the biggest wheel in the sea, its heart's so big that its arteries can fit a human man inside them. They're so large and God created these things. But God also looked after the big fish because they're not, not good at brushing their teeth. And God made the little fish to go in to scrub all around the big fish's mouth so it had nice sparkly teeth. You see, God made all of these things. And today we're going to hear about another sea creature that became a cruise ship for one of the prophets. But also, I just want to finish. On day six, he also made uh, humans and land animals. And then on day seven, he rested. He took a rest. And that's why we have Sunday. 
Sunday is our day of rest. We remember God and all the great things that he has told us. But let's get back to your story. You see, there was a man called Jonah. And God told Jonah, he said, Jonah, I want you to go to the city of Nineveh. And I want you to tell them that they're a wicked people. Because the, the people of Nineveh, they weren't very good. They did some pretty bad things. I'm not going to now, but they were, they were pretty bad. And God knew that their wickedness was there. And he wanted Jonah to give them a message. And he said, Jonah, you must go to Nineveh. But uh, Jonah didn't want to go. He, he didn't like the Ninevites, quite frankly. And he just thought they were a bit rude. And they weren't very nice. And he wasn't for going. You see, but the people of Nineveh needed to hear God's warning. They didn't understand that they needed to listen to God. They didn't understand that they needed to repent of their sin and that they needed their sin was separating them from God. But boys and girls, the story is the same in the Bible as it is today. You see, in God's word, in Isaiah 59 and 2, it talks about, but your iniquities have separated you between your God, uh, between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, and you shall not hear. In other words, your sin separates you from God. You see, we're all born in sin and shaping in iniquity, and God cannot allow sin in heaven. You see, everybody, when they die, we all want to get to heaven, and we all think that we have to work our way to heaven. But the only way that you can get to heaven is by, by coming to the Lord Jesus Christ and asking for forgiveness of sins. And we sin all the time. All the time we disobey God, we lose our temper, we don't do what our mums and dads tell us, we maybe are cheeky to teachers at schools. These are all sins. But they're enough. One of those sins is enough to separate you from God. But boys and girls, you need to hear about how you can have your sins forgiven as much as the Ninevites did as much as the Ninevites. But you see, boys and girls, Jonah didn't want them to tell them about their sins. He wanted God to punish them, but he didn't want to be the one that would tell them the message. And that was wrong. That was pretty bad. If, somebody, if something bad was going to happen to you, you would want something, somebody to tell you. They would want, you would want to tell them, something's bad going to happen, but I can really help you. And that's what I'm trying to tell you tonight. If you die in your sin, you're lost. And you'll be cast into hell. And that's not me making that up. That's what the Bible says. That's what the scriptures tell us. And, but God in his mercy give us his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us. And we just have to ask for forgiveness of our sins. And he will take them away. Because you see, Jonah started running. And I have a joke, whenever I don't do a lot of running, but whenever I see a man running, I always go, man running! I don't know, even in the car, that's what I always say. And Jonah was a man running. He started to run away from God, and he was running here, and he was running there, and he was running up here, and he was running up here. And he started to run because he was trying to run away from God. And he said, I'm not going to Nineveh. I'm not going. You see, Jonah was in a place called Joppa. And hopefully you can see it there. There's it there, Joppa. And he needed to get to here, which is quite short. But he says, I'm not going there. I'm going to Tarshish. And Tarshish was about two and a half thousand miles away. So that's like me leaving Crossgar and basically going to Egypt. I worked it out. It's a, leaving Crossgar and going to Egypt. That's how far he was going to run. And you see, that wasn't right. That wasn't right. Jonah had a bad attitude. 
He didn't, wasn't trusting in God, and he was also making assumptions about the people of Nineveh. Sometimes we can make assumptions about people. We can think that they're different because they maybe speak a different language from us, or they have a different culture, and we can think that we're better than them and that they don't need the love of Jesus. But they do, because it says in Mark 16 and 15, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And you might, be, you might, boys and girls, all the little Christians here, you might think that you couldn't do that, but you can tell others about the love of Jesus. You can invite them to Sunday school, children's meeting, good news club, because there's people in Northern Ireland who have never heard of the good news of the gospel, and that makes us pretty sad. We want to tell everybody about the good news of Jesus. But boys and girls, Jonah decided to get on a ship and he thought he was going to run away. And he said to himself, I'm going to run away and I'm going to get away from here. Uh, but boys and girls, you can't run away from God. God is all knowing. God is all present. He is everywhere. We use a big word sometimes, omnipresent, but it just means God's everywhere. And Jonah got on the boat and he got into the bottom of the boat and he went to sleep. And he thought, I'm going to sail to Tarshish and it's going to be great. And it was a beautiful day on the ship, but then something happened. A storm came over the ship, and the waves got higher and higher, so the wood on the boat started to creak more and more and more as it was pushed about. And more of the sailors tried to get the cargo out of the boat to lighten the ship, and the captain was saying, keep pushing, keep pushing, we're going to drown, we're going to drown. Then the captain went to get Jonah, and he said, what are you doing? He was sleeping. Jonah swayed up on the boat, back up to the top of the boat to see what was going on. And the waves were crashing over the ship and over the ship. And they were starting to drown and it was getting worse and worse and worse. And Jonah realized, this is my fault. God has found me. I'm trying to run away from God, but he has found me. And he said to the sailors, you need to throw me overboard. Imagine. Now, I've been in the brave three boats in my time, but that's one thing I wouldn't be doing, is deciding just to jump overboard. But Jonah knew that if he, was, if he was to obey God, he needed to jump off, or he needed to be thrown overboard. But the sailors, they pushed on, and they pushed on, because they didn't want to be, they didn't want to be, uh, they didn't want God to judge them for pushing Jonah overboard. But suddenly, the water became so great, and so bad, and so, uh, it was just a, a, a terrible situation, that they decided to throw Jonah into the sea. And Jonah was thrown into the sea, and as soon as he was thrown into the water, the winds calmed, and it was all calm. But Jonah, where was he? He was in the water, and he was sinking deeper and deeper and deeper into the sea. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're sinking deeper and deeper and deeper into sin and you're wanting a way out maybe you're doing things that you know that you shouldn't do and you're looking a way out but Jesus is the one that can help you but boys and girls it says that it was so deep that Jonah the seaweed wrapped around his head and maybe Jonah seen the, the mountains of the deep because you know that there's mountains in the sea maybe Jonah seen them and maybe Jonah thought I never have to worry about running away from God because I'm going to die and he sank deeper and deeper into the sea. But suddenly, he seen something. And it started out small, and it got a little bit bigger, and it got a little bit bigger, and it got a little bit bigger. 
And suddenly Jonah looked and there was a great fish. And the great fish just opened his mouth and he gobbled Jonah up. Right up into the sea. And Jonah was gobbled up into the sea. You see, God had directed the path of the great fish in the huge ocean to find Jonah at the right moment. Jonah was determined to run away from God, but he couldn't get away from God's love because God's great fish was right there waiting for him. You see, God's timing is perfect. You might think that you're just here because uh, we invited you here, but it's God that's doing that. Mums and dads, maybe you're just here because you're here to see your children or your grandchildren taking part, and that's great. But God is here, you're here for a reason. And boys and girls, imagine being in a fish. Imagine being in a fish. Imagine. Now, boys and girls, before you realize, and everybody says to me, that didn't really happen. Because, you know, in 2023, we like to be, you know, we like to trust things. But actually, there was a man called James Bartley, and he was swallowed by a fish in 1863 because he was out fishing, and he was swallowed by a great fish. And they only found him because they actually caught the, the big fish, and they, they were gutting the fish, and they found him. And he was alive, and he survived. So this just didn't happen to Jonah. It has happened to other people. And what I'm saying is, it's the truth. This is what happened. But you might say, well, you could never be swallowed by a big fish. Well, a blue whale, its heart's so big that a man could fit into its arteries. So there's a good chance. But just like I always think, God prepared a fish. Whether it could swallow or not, God prepared it. And what did Jonah do? Well, I'm sure it took a while to adjust to his surroundings. I'm sure it was a bit dark and a bit smelly, maybe. But the Bible tells us that Jonah prayed. And perhaps maybe inside the belly of the fish, Jonah had a shake-up of his attitude and realized, really, I need to actually behave myself and trust in the Lord and be saved. And maybe you have had a bad attitude recently. <coughs> maybe you've been maybe not that behaved. Or maybe God's been talking to you and saying to you, you need to get saved. You need to become a Christian. And maybe you've been trying to push it off and push it off. But like it says in John 3 and 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In other words, God loves you so much that he gave his Son, that if you trust in him, you can be saved. And you know, boys and girls, Jonah was there in the great fish. And he was, you know, he was really really thinking about it, but he was praying. He was really, really praying. And eventually Jonah's attitude adjustment came good. And he prayed to God and he said, God, I need to do what you need to tell me. I need to do what you need to tell me. And Jonah was in the big fish for three days and three nights. That was a long time. But he realized that he needed to trust God and trust in his plan. And it says the last thing that Jonah said when he was in the belly of the fish is, salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord. That is the only way that you can be saved. It's not by works. It's not by going to church. It's not by giving money to church. It's only by coming to the Lord Jesus Christ that you can be saved. And that's what Jonah says. Salvation is of the Lord. But eventually, as soon as he said that, Jonah gets spat out. And the big wheel spat him out onto the beach. And I'm sure he looked real good being in the fish for three days. But there he was on the beach and he decided to go to Nineveh. You see, Jonah was now listening to God. He was obeying God and he was fearing God. And that's what happens whenever you repent of your sins and trust in Jesus. You become a new person. You change. 
It says in the Bible, you become a new creature. You're different because you want to honor the Lord. You want to do what God tells you to do. And it's not rules. People think the Bible is full of rules, you know. But actually, if you live God's way, that's the most content life that you can have. See, there's a lot of people in the world today, and they have a lot of fear and anxiety about lots of different things. But you see, it's because they're not reading their Bible. They're not trusting in, the, in Jesus because they don't know where they're going or where they came from or how they should live. But the Bible tells us how to do all of these things. But Jonah, he went to Nineveh. And Nineveh was a really large city. And it took Jonah three days to walk through it. And he basically told them, he said, if you don't repent of your sins, God's going to destroy Nineveh. He's going to destroy it. And you're going to be lost. And God's going to come and destroy it in 40 days. And the people started to listen. First of all, they were like, here comes Jonah, talking about God, wickedness, talking about how like, God's going to like, destroy Nineveh and everything. And like, he keeps going on about it. But eventually, people really started to listen. And they believed God's warning. You see, God has lots of warnings in the Bible of what's going to happen if you don't trust in him. And you see, we talked about how sin separated you from God. Well, in Romans 6 and 23, it tells us how that the wages of sin is death. In other words, if you just live in your sin, what you get at the end is death. And death means eternal death in hell. That's what that means. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ your Lord. In other words, if you trust in Jesus, you go to heaven and you get to be with him forever. If you come back in a couple of weeks, you'll hear my testimony. And I talk a lot about how I got saved. But the most wonderful thing, I have a condition called cerebral palsy. And it means I walk a bit different from everybody else. Never going to run the 100 meters. But you know, I can do enough to get around. But you know what's the most amazing thing? See, whenever I get to heaven, I'm going to get a glorified body. And that means my body's going to be perfect. And there's going to be no sickness in heaven or no death. And the most, the most important thing is God is there. And we get to live with God forever. And you see, boys and girls, God is warning you that you need to trust in Jesus. Because it wasn't long after, or after many years after Jonah, sorry, uh, the Lord Jesus was telling his disciples how that he would die on the cross and be buried three and be buried in the tomb for three days, much like Jonah in the, in, in, in the big fish. And how that on the third day, God was going to bring him back to life. And this is called the resurrection. And this is what we remember at Easter time. You see, when, God, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he died on the cross and he said three words. He said, it is finished. In other words, Christ had done it all. He had paid the price for your sin. He took it on behalf of you. On behalf of you, he took it. But then three days later, God was satisfied that Jesus had did this thing and he rose him, again, he rose him up again from the dead. And boys and girls, this is an invitation for you. Will you trust in Jesus tonight? Just like the people of Nineveh, they began to listen. And even the king of Nineveh, he began to listen to God's warning. And he told the whole city to not eat or to not and to pray and to fa not eat, sorry, and to pray to ask God to forgive them of their sins and to save them. And did God do it? Did he do it? Yes. Uh, Daniel, sorry, Daniel. Did he do it, Daniel? Yeah, he did. He did do it. And did God know that he was, that he was going to do it? Yes, he did. Because God knows all things. And the Ninevites turned away from their sin and they began to live for God. And they forgave them 
and he loved them and showed mercy to them and he welcomed them. And even then, Jonah was still maybe not just happy about it. But God did this thing for the children of Israel. And boys and girls, God can forgive you. He loves you. God loves you so much that he wanted you to hear this message. That he loves you and that you can have your sins forgiven. Because if you talk to any Christian in this room tonight, they'll tell you that being a Christian is wonderful. It doesn't mean that your life is just easy. Everybody thinks, you know, it's great. Just, you know, you, don't, you have no worries. You have the same worries as everybody else. But you have a friend to rely on, God, and you can come and pray to him. And you've heard so much how God loves you. And this is what this verse means in John 3 and 16. How that for God so loved the world. And that means you, because you're a part of the world. And you, every one of you, are really important to God. He knows every one of you. He knows how much hers is in your head. He knows what height you are and where you go. He knows all things. And you see, you're so important to God that he gave his only begotten son. His only begotten son that he gave, that's Jesus. That if you believe in him and believe that he died for your sins and how that he died and came alive again, and if you trust in him that you can have everlasting life, and that whosoever believes in him, that's you. Whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, if you die in Christ, it means that you'll live forever. You'll be with, you'll have everlasting life forever. And boys and girls, that's what I would love you to do tonight, mums and dads. Also, I would love you to do that as well. Because I'm giving you a message from God. It's not me. It's not me saying it. This is what the Bible tells us. I want you to realize that, you know, there's more to life than just what the world gives you. Because in God, you can have a life fulfilled and a content life. And you can be know where, you're go, or where you came from, what to do in life right now, and where you're going. Are you prepared? That's what that verse is in our church. Prepare to meet thy God. Are you prepared to meet God tonight? I've told you how to do it, and I trust that you'll do it for us, or for the Lord tonight. Because as, as it says, as Jonah said, salvation is of the Lord. All right, boys and girls, that was brilliant. You sat up really well, and I didn't go on too long. So that was good, and that means Emma won't shout at me later. All right, but now what we're going to do is we're going to have a quiz, okay? And Sandy's going to come now and do the quiz for us. And it's all in the night story, so you should know them all. All right? Okay, boys, no pressure on you. 
What did God tell Jonah to do? Go to Nineveh, will you? How did Jonah, or how did God stop Jonah? Fifteen forty. No forty. Okay. 
thing. If, if you're a Christian, boys and girls, you, you can tell people about the Lord Jesus, but there's something else you can do when you're home. You can do something with them. Yes? Yeah, if you are a Christian and you've taken away, you can tell other boys and girls about the Lord Jesus, but you can what do for them if you're home? Pray for them. Yes, we do that. So we do it. We pray for mommies and daddies or, or somebody who's sick. Seventy. Okay. When Jonah was in the belly of the whale or the big fish for three days. What did he do then when he got back out? Girls, what did he do? He goes, no. Well, yes, he went in and tell about God. That's right. Some of the boys and girls are not shy when they're in the meeting on a Wednesday night. They're stressed out. Oh, Saturday. Okay, boys, what happened to Nineveh after Jonah told about God? What did the people do? Just see if somebody 
girls could tell what it was. The ladies and girls, how did Jonah react when the people repented? Does anybody know how he reacted? He was cross, he was, because he really didn't want them to repent. What up, you did? Your mommy wouldn't come up, she wouldn't. Prize given, all right, and we're going to ask maybe Dad and Glenn, maybe if they can lift the, the table over, would that be all right? Uh, but before that, right, remember the best boy and best girl. So, uh, Mrs. Dean, were you looking for the best, the best boy beside you, Calden? All right, Calden, will you come up? All right. And uh, 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 Joanne, who was the best girl? Farah, this Farah here, yep. Come up, Farah. Now listen, listen. You can't. Now listen. I blew these up, and I maybe regret it. So I don't want to see these disappearing over the church. All right. So don't be throwing them about. All right. There's your beach ball, and there's your pencils. Don't pop it either. And Farah, there's yours. Farah, I see when you get home, you can throw it all everywhere you want, because I'm not be there. All right. So you can throw it all about, and there's your pencils. Well done. Good job. All right. Now we're going to have. Our prize given, and we're going to ask Mrs. Dean to come uh, to give out the prizes, and then <coughs> Emma's going to come and do the names for us. Remember the pictures, uh, remember the pictures here as well.
going to hand over to Junior Youth, because um, they've got some prizes too, because double prizes tonight. Uh, we're just going to hand over to Peter, all right? Yeah, I know he was too long, because the shoes are all starving. I know I am. But uh, just for any use, yes, we have Junior Youth uh, upstairs at the same time children's meetings on. Um, so maybe you, you send your kids along to the children's meeting, and maybe have slightly older kids. We would love to see them on, on Wednesday night as well, so just remember that for next year. But uh, yeah, some of our ones came along the night, so I've all got the wee prize, and they might like it too much, but I have said them pre-mortal that I might have to ask them to come to get something. So, uh, so Ruben, Ruben. It's just a wee token from uh, from us leaders in the junior youth, all right? Uh, Joshua. Okay, and we'll just hand over to Mr. Dean and he's just closed the meeting for us and give thanks for the food.